Hey everyone, I'm with Edward Staples, Senior Director of Client Success at Protégé. Of course, um, I could probably pitch Protégé as well as anybody, but I'm going to let him do that. Tell us a little bit about the business. Awesome. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate the opportunity to do so. You, you could probably do at least as good a job as I could, but <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you what I like to tell to, to clients, um, and, and I do it with excitement because I'm, I'm a genuine believer in the, in the Protégé brand. Um, I guess if we're known for anything, it's that we have the largest proprietary panel of consumers in, in the industry. We've got 120 million people within the protege ecosystem um, that are uh, available for uh, survey taking. Uh, we also have behavioral data on them. So we're a great way to connect with uh, the right consumers. More than anything, that's, that's what we're known for. And we also do a number of other operational support things uh, for our clients. So we program and host surveys. We consult on those. We do translations. We do this all over the globe. Um, delivery of data, uh, delivery of data visualization. So soup to nuts, stem to stern support. Uh, but always it starts with those consumers that we can get people in touch with. Yeah, and the consumer is really the asset, you know. Uh, fraud rates have never been higher, especially on the open exchanges. Mm. Um, 35 to 40% is the current amount, um, which is creating this like environment of oversampling is kind of the new normal, which, you know, listen, I'm this is, I'm not trying to try and put cast that. I'm just saying like categorically, this is sort of the issue right. um, that, that we're dealing with. How are you guys dealing with fraud prevention? Yeah, I love that question. I have a theory that if somebody says great question, it's because you're asking the question <laughs> you they wanted you to ask. <laughs> there, I, I did that. Place By the strength. way, this is not a sales pitch. I genuinely care about the answer to the question. To totally. This wasn't a setup. Yeah. No. Um, but no, it's, it, it's a good question. And it's very important to us because we are a proprietary panel and there's not a ton of those that are still left. And we feel like this this matters a lot to the quality of the respondent and therefore of the data and therefore of the business recommendation you're gonna make your end client. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna design a multi-million dollar Super Bowl commercial based on the answers from a thousand bots that are coming in from some survey farm. And I think, Jamin, you're referring to this year especially, there's been an influx of these fake respondents, some bots, some actual human beings pretending to be, you know, Sally from the Midwest and John from the East Coast or what, what have you. Um, there's some things we've been doing all along that are important to to keeping uh, fraud rates down. Um, we have, you know, the tools that you would hope a company would have in place, double in, opt-in uh, verification, identity verification, um, uh, mobile device uh, verification, those kind of things. We, we work with Imperium. Um, so all the all the boxes are checked off. One of the important things is our respondents can't touch a client survey for weeks, and I won't say how many weeks because that's sort of the secret sauce, but um, for weeks until we've gone through a lot of uh, surveys that test their quality, to, that weed people out. So you have a vetting in place. Yes. Yeah, Super exactly. Super interesting. Cross-referencing. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting solution to the problem yeah. that would be hard for a bot to kind of like cross-reference. Right, right. And it allows us to build up those profiles on, on mm -hmm. people while, while we're doing that. So yeah. it's a, sort of a double Much whammy. more expensive onboarding, right? Because I assume yes. there's some level of incentivization for participants. Yes, yes. So that, that's true. If people are answering surveys, they're, they're earning uh, points in our panel currency. And it's true. It's a more expensive way of, of maintaining things as well as throughout the tenure of, of their relationship. We're testing their qualities. We're listening to our clients to see how are the open-end quality? Uh, what, what, is anybody straight-lining? Uh, that, that sort of thing. 
On the other hand, though, I think one of the things I like about Protégé is there's so many ways that we engage our members. So they sign up and they can take surveys, but they're also doing a lot of the things they were organically doing online anyway and engaging with our brand. So for instance, they, I did all my Christmas shopping last year online. Well, me and everybody else, right? Uh, and all of the, the, the uh, companies that I bought from were partners to Protégé. So, uh, you know, Walmart and Target and eBay and Amazon and Sephora. But I mean, you know, I could literally name you a thousand other brands. And I get points back because I shopped online with those um, with those companies, but I could do other things like, you know, if I've got a fully charged cell phone, maybe I'm playing a game, maybe I'm watching a video, um, maybe I'm trying a product, maybe I'm, you know, what have you, these are other ways in which I'm getting points. So we have a very engaged membership. Um, they stay with us for a, a very long time. We literally have people that have been on our panel for over a decade, which blows my mind. Yeah. And that, that is, that is an interesting, unique, point because panel churn is particularly high right now and that's largely i think a function of the um botification right they get caught they get out right right exactly and also poor engagement for or poor uh incentive it's almost like a uh compens participants real humans um they actually care about listen there's only a certain amount of reasons why you participate in surveys and let's be honest like tiktok is a million times more fun than any survey you're right gonna, you're gonna feed me there's like way better ways for me to entertain myself right so you either care about the category which in you know most managed panels the participant isn't exposed to the category right because that would create some initial bias of sampling um and then you know an another reason is uh you care about the incentive and you know we're doing as a you know general the CPIs are so low right now, right. ridiculously low. You can't imagine very much money is actually going to the individual. Right, right. I mean, it's not a way to, to make a living for sure. And, and right. it, you know, you'll get requests from people there that, that want, um, you know, high investable assets, super high income. Right. And and are they available online? Maybe. But, you know, are they going <laughs> to talk to you for 15 minutes for 50 cents? Definitely not. You know, <laughs> that, that doesn't get you there. Dude, so this is an interesting point where I think buyers just need to, like, wake up. Yeah. The um, Now, you don't need to agree with anything I'm going to say because it's maybe controversial. But um, it's such bullshit that we think, okay, so a high-end motor company, uh, automotive company, they uh, wanted to hire us to do some recruiting for some um, interviews. And it was like um, $200 recruit fee, not in the incentive, just the recruit fee, right? And they're right. like, gosh, that seems like a lot of money. You know, I know they said, you know, whatever the IR is, et cetera. And I'm like, I got to recruit these people in a digital context. Right. And and they're thinking about buying an ex, you know spending a hundred plus thousand dollars on an automobile in the next three months right so for that recruit i've got to compete with all of your competitors and you for their time and attention mm -hmm. right and how much are you going to spend on getting in front of them for 30 minutes and they're like well we're gonna spend i mean yeah well it, exactly right <laughs> right no it's 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 important to to understand that and it's the sort of uh, it's the complement to what our clients are doing, right? So I, I know that my clients are being very careful to keep that consumer hat on, right? right? So if my client's watching an advertisement, they're looking at it in the same way they would if they didn't work in the industry. Empathy. Yeah, and yeah. trying to understand, does this motivate me? Do I remember the brand? That sort of thing. So in the in the panel world, I'm trying to think, you know, why would I take this survey? Right. Would I take this survey? Exactly. Right? Would yeah. I, how am I going to feel if I spend 10 minutes 
and then I get disqualified out of the survey. Think, things like that. I love right? that. Yeah. Super important to quality, but humanization of proprietary it. is important, I think, just because uh, I like to use this little uh, analogy, right? So, you know, do you want to talk to somebody who we've, we've quality screened and profiled for, for years and we know a lot about their behavioral data, we've got receipts, or do you want somebody who's in the middle of an online poker game and they need, you know, 50 points to get to the next <laughs> hand. Right. And would you like to take a survey? And which type of medicine do you practice is the first question right. they get. <laughs> well, all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, uh, brain surgery? <laughs> sure. <laughs> How hard could it be? I, I just, I mean, everybody, you just need to pause for a second and think about what he just said, because it's a, the predominant way that recruiting is done is through paywalls and paywalls are this is a really good example of like there's an interruption to something that i'm doing right now online and i want to continue to do that thing i need that pig for my farmville or mm -hmm. whatever and now i've got i'm forced uh to help that application or platform monetize me um and so surveys are have become a natural way for that monetization experience to take place so like that is the framework of the participant. Now, what's interesting about that participant is they might actually go through that thinking right about your poker game example. They might actually go through two or three surveys before they qualify so they can actually get into their poker game again. Right. right. So like their motivation is not around an incentive or value. Their motivation is to get to the next hand in poker. And and, and that really I mean, you know, we just have to be honest with right. the sample sourcing right. um, of 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 the industry right now. And there's hundreds of companies that that is their sole point of origin of participants. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I could, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's like you're, you're reading my own marketing material. So yeah, hundred, hundred percent. Oh, it's a big problem. Okay. We're going to move on. Uh, we're in person here in Dallas. How's that yeah. going for you? Yeah. I love it. So, you know, I'm in a, a business development role and it's, it's not just, talking the talk, the best part of what I do is getting in front of people and meeting them and having face-to-face -face conversations. Zoom has been a nice, I don't know, an appetizer, if you will, but it's, it's, not, the, it's not the same. So it's, it's great. Um, and, and it's been interesting to me because so I went to the Quirks event in Chicago um, and that was like masks on from the second you went into the venue, they never came off. You, you, mm -hmm. you, it was like being at a, a conference of supervillains, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really know your identity, <laughs> <laughs> but I can see your eyes. I would have said heroes, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, either I mean, way, either way, maybe, maybe I'm revealing a little bit about myself. <laughs> But here in, in Texas, it's, it's masks off, I'd say 95%. Yeah. So that, that's interesting. It's, max, it's mask optional. My, it, okay. Yeah. Which in, in yeah, yeah. a lot of settings means no masks right. or, or very few. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fine with however people want to do it. If I feel like I want to wear a mask, I'll, I'll just wear a mask. Mm -hmm. What's important, I think, is that we're, we're not just individuals. We're social creatures. We're meant to be circulating in groups of people. So um, I think it's great. I'm very, uh, I'm very glad that my industry is so supportive of the idea of yeah. trying to get us back together again. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, we're definitely a human industry representing humans to right. humans, uh, which is a fun place for us to be able to sit. Um, a lot has changed in 2020 and 21 
What do you see post-pandemic as a trend that'll carry us into 2022? Sure, sure. I'll, I'll skip over the 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 softball uh, answer being you know uh, Zoom and, and that kind of yeah, yeah. way of, of contacting people. Bravo, Zoom. Glad I had stock in you before this all started. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, right. Uh-huh. It's a it's a it's a rare win for me in that in that market. But um, what I see happening in the industry are is a couple of things that are important. The, the growth of behavioral data is a method of, of targeting. Um, and it is certainly an area in which Protege is in, investing very heavily. We've got an awesome team that's building up our receipt capture data, our clickstream data, our uh, geofencing uh, for geolocation data, uh, plus all of the other things that I mentioned, uh, ways in which we engage our membership, create data points for us. The ability for us to say, you know, hey, I know you've got a client in there, whoever, you name it, P&G, Johnson & Johnson, whatever. I can find you people who I can validate have purchased a their product or in their category or their competitor or whatnot. People go bananas for that. And clients I've heard love that. So I, I it's exciting to me. Um, that's one thing. And then uh, the, the other thing is um, the evolution of DIY tools. Um, uh, back in the day, there were a lot of tools and they'd be, you know, here's your, uh, here's your cost for licensing the tool and how many members you have because we got to charge you for how many people sit there and and la-di-da but that's not acceptable anymore i I think table stakes right now is to have a powerhouse diy tool um and not just here's your license good luck it's got to have that back-end support and and you know of course i'm playing to our strength to, to a bit here uh, as well. We have our own DIY tool um, that allows people the, the, the ability to, I just want to get sample or I want to get sample. I want to program a survey uh, or I want to do those and I want to have data visualization, that kind of thing. Um, I'm here with my colleague, Kelly Kitchens, who's helping drive uh, the development of this product. And one of the things I'm excited about uh, at Protege is, you know, I've been in the industry for, I don't know, 16 years. Um, and I've worked for companies that have had product development attempts and then the following year you you're like oh i'm not selling that anymore oh we're not supporting that anymore well i mean part of the problem is um you know developing really good product is hard right and it's usually like you know software companies are software companies and sample companies are sample companies but there's like a dna difference with um how they're how how they're happening so it's rare that you see a a company that's on the sampling slash service uh uh uh, services side that's able to actually make that close that gap and become a software company oh 100 percent, and vice versa i mean i've seen companies that have said like oh yeah we we have a panel of you know x million people and i'm like you mean you've had x million people download your app right and they're like yeah why what's the difference yeah exactly (laughs) so so yeah i i I think you know, an advantage is that our headquarters, our mothership, if you will, is in Los Angeles. So you throw a paper airplane, you're going to hit a software developer. So that right. doesn't hurt. Um, but the the team that's been working on developing that, um, and I think a little bit of the magic is that the tool that we're offering to our, our clients is the same tool we're using in-house. Right, that helps. It gets a lot of attention, yeah, yeah as you can imagine. Customer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so it sounds like I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I, I've been <laughs> well, you are. You so excited to, to, to be here at... at yeah, but you can't succeed if you don't believe in it, I know, right? I, like, I completely... 
I can tell that you have that same, you I, know, I, that excitement. You know, yeah. your eyes light up when you're talking about what you're doing. Totally. Um, and same here. I mean, you, you can see it in somebody's eyes if they're just reading the script. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've been here for a little over three years at Protege, and so and you see really it. software as a as a or maybe automation DIY as a trend that'll move through 2022. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my clients are being challenged with the idea of, hey, you've got to be scrappy. Um, and you, you can't spend too much money, but we're going to give you more work because we it. can't backfill an employee. Right. So now what do you do? I mean, if right. you're that researcher, right? More DIY. Perfect. Yeah, more Great. DIY and, and more options and knowing that you have support. Ed Staples, protege, MR. Thank you for joining me on the Happy Market Research Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs>